Who's it going to be on Saturday? Tyler Van Dyke or Emery Williams? Here's the latest. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday. We made it. Happy game day eve. I am Alex Dono. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. To the everydayers, we love you and we're available free wherever you get your podcasts and free on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. So yes, uh, on Monday, Mario Cristobal did say Tyler Van Dyke should be good to go. Let's keep in mind, he also did say that the previous Monday, and then it ended up being Emory Williams starting and winning against Clemson last week. Um, I believe it's going to be a similar situation tomorrow where Van Dyke is going to go through warmups, and that's where he and the staff are going to decide if he's good enough to play. And if he's not, Emory will get the call. Now, based on what Van Dyke is going through, uh, he should be in better shape this week than he was last week. I guess the question would be, how much healthier is he? And is he actually healthy enough to go out there and not risk any sort of re-aggravation of the injuries that he's dealing with? Because I think that's the most important point here. Here's the latest on Miami's QB1 situation from Susan Miller-Degnan of the Miami Herald. Uh, Van Dyke wearing a brace on his right knee and... 2023 backup Emory Williams each took reps with the first team this week, a source said. Williams is a true freshman who led Miami to a double overtime victory against Clemson in his first collegiate start this past Saturday. The Canes are leaning heavily, she writes, towards starting Van Dyke on Saturday, but he is not 100%, so the decision might not be known until game time. Cristobal said on Monday that UM's regular starter was good to go during the coach's only news conference leading to Saturday. He said that Van Dyke doesn't have anything that's that serious, but if it takes a certain turn, you could delay it. And that's what ended up happening against Clemson last week. So, you know, we already knew that Van Dyke for the entire season has been dealing with uh, a finger issue, uh, ligament damage in his throwing hand. Uh, he's got a rib issue and apparently a knee. I wasn't sure if it was knee or thigh, but I, I think it's like a, a deep bruise or a bone bruise that he's dealing with. And again, this is uh, none of this has been officially said because Miami keeps injuries very close to the vest. This is just what I've been able to gather this week. So um, obviously Van Dyke um, is going to add more of an aerial threat for Miami and he's got the experience factor. So you know, I do believe Tyler Van Dyke, a healthy or close to healthy Tyler Van Dyke, does give you a better chance to win every game you play. But thankfully, Emery Williams showed us last week that he can play well enough to beat a really good team because I know what Virginia just did. Virginia just beat a team that Miami couldn't beat last week. They went to Chapel Hill and upset North Carolina. But obviously, the team that Emery Williams just won against last week, Clemson, is they're a much better team than Virginia, so Emory Williams should be able to also beat Virginia if necessary. And most importantly, because, listen, I know contrary to what you know the media will tell you and the narratives will tell you, football is about more than just quarterbacks, right? Because that, that was a complete team win by the Hurricanes. I mean, listen, if football was just about quarterbacks, 
Caleb Williams at USC would not be losing any games, but he keeps on losing games because his defense can't stop a nosebleed. So that was a great team win for Miami. And we know that Emory is capable of making plays to win football games. And the rest of that team, that defense, that offensive line, that running game is capable of rallying behind a backup quarterback. So we will see what happens. But yeah, listen, I... I agree with what a lot of our listeners and viewers have been telling me for the past few days. Um, don't don't force the issue with Van Dyke because that that happened last year, and I think we understand why. Because when Van when Van Dyke couldn't play last year, Miami couldn't beat anybody outside of a really bad Georgia Tech team last year. Okay, uh, so you know, I think Van Dyke, who's sometimes you are your own worst enemy, right? Because he's a tough guy. He's a gamer. He wants to play even when he's not healthy. Now, I don't think what he's dealing with this year is as serious as the shoulder he was dealing with last year, but the message is the same. Don't try to play through too much. If you're not good to go, it's okay to sit down and let the rest of the team win. So I only want Van Dyke out there if he's truly healthy enough to play and if he's not at any risk of you know making the injuries he already has worse because Emory Williams and the rest of that team, they can get the job done. So you're going up against a Virginia team that, yes, they are they are sneaky dangerous, right? Because we know what they did last week. And even though they're two and five on the year, if, if you want to play this hypothetical game, they could almost as easily be five and two because three of their losses were by three points or less. So they were in a lot of those games, okay? Uh, however, um, Miami is the better team. Miami has home field advantage and all that. Virginia Cavaliers rank 103rd in the nation in rushing defense. They give up 172 yards per game. So no matter who starts for Miami at quarterback, Miami needs to attack on the ground the way that they did against Clemson's top 10 rushing defense. Because believe me, Miami's offensive line can wear down Virginia's defense. Virginia against the pass, they're a little bit better, but still average or below average. They have the 64th rated passing defense. They give up 223.4 yards per game. Uh, Miami, how do their offenses rank to exploit those things? You might ask. I have the answer. Miami's passing offense is 25th in the country at 288 yards per game. Uh, obviously, the average took a little bit of a hit last week with 151 yards passing, but Miami did what they needed to do to win. And Miami's rushing offense at 194 yards per game. They are 22nd in the nation right now. So as far as running back personnel goes, I'm definitely expecting Henry Parrish back this week. I'm not sure about Don Chaney. We're going to find out with him during warmups. A.J. Allen, he will play, of course. He made a case last week for more playing time. Um, now, this interesting one with Fletcher. Based on based on information I've been able to gather over the past week and a half or so, uh, I wasn't expecting Fletcher to be able to come back for this game. But I will note that you know someone who I, I respect and a good friend of mine, Gary Furman at Kane Sport, thinks there is a chance that Fletcher could be back for this game. And Boy, what a boost that would be. Uh, I'm not banking on it, okay? Um, really, I, I want Fletcher back for Florida State. That's when I really want Mark Fletcher back. But if Fletch could be back for this game, that would give a huge boost to Miami's offensive backfield. So we shall see. Uh, and no matter who plays and who doesn't, I imagine we will see and probably should see Brashard Smith line up at tailback a few more times after what he did last week. Just don't fumble, but 
he offers that game-breaking speed and explosion in the backfield. I mean, he and A.J. Allen are the two kind of fastest, uh, I mean, outside of Chris Johnson, who doesn't play a whole lot, the true freshman. But A.J. Allen and, and Brashard Smith have like the most game-breaking speed out of that kind of regular running back room. So we will see what happens. We have a lot coming up on this episode. I am going to say something that might come off as petty later on in the show, so you want to stay tuned for that. I'm telling I don't mean to be petty. This may come off as petty. That's not what I'm trying to do here. So stay tuned for that. Also, I'm going to be answering you guys' questions. Got a question about Trevante Citizen and his health. We got a question about defensive line recruiting. Because obviously Miami, defensive end, they've done a good job. Defensive tackle, eh, you've had a lot of swings and misses so far. Uh, so you want to keep it locked right here, my friends. As we like to say, we are only getting started right here on this episode of Locked on Canes. It's time now for our game changer of the week. So we already gave the early week award to Ruben Hurricane Bain for what he did last week. For this week's game changer of the of the week heading into this weekend, courtesy of Athletic Brewing, I'm going to go with Henry Parrish. He's going to be back in the lineup. You imagine he's going to be Miami starting running back. He's going to set the tone for a ground game that I believe is the most important part of Miami's attack this week, no matter which quarterback plays. So Henry Parrish gets the nod. And much like Mr. Parrish, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. They brew over 50 styles of craft, non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, golden, sours, and more. They are constantly releasing limited edition experimental styles that add to their variety. They are fit for all times and there are no hangovers ever. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers use code locked on to get 15% off your first online order. That's code locked on at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company fit for all times. And we are also brought to you by Game Time. Guys, last minute tickets should not be a stressful experience, and they never are at game time. I do this a lot. I want to go to I want to go to a sporting event the next day, a comedy show, a concert. I log on to the Game Time app and GameTime.co, and I'm finding deals. Guys, Virginia at Miami, I kid you not, they have tickets starting at $1. $1 ticket tomorrow. You could buy a, a family of four-pack for $4 tomorrow to see your Miami Hurricanes through the Game Time app. You've got to check this out. Uh, they also have the awesome game time guarantee. So if you find uh, a seat in the same section for less, they're going to credit you 110% of the difference. And with zone deals, you pick the section and game time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. Download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on college, all one word for a $20 uh, discount, $20 off your first purchase terms apply again, Create an account and redeem code Locked On College for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today, guys. Uh, I hope you caught Locked On College Football Kickoff Live that was on right before me. I'm part of that show every Friday with Drake Toll and Kenton Gibbs. It streams live every Friday, eleven a.m. to noon. If you missed it today. 
you can check out the replay right here on the Locked on Canes YouTube channel. We went through all the big games, all the big storylines in college football. I hope you guys check that out. All right, I want to answer some of you guys' questions because you've been you've been running wild, and I love it, on our Locked on Canes Insiders chat. You can join by clicking the link in the show description below. Try it free for two weeks. Uh, our good friend Pat Mack, and by the way, Pat Mack, I don't give out awards usually for the Q&As, but Pat Mack, he's got to be in the race for MVP because this guy, this guy, every time there's a Q&A opportunity, Pat Mack is all over it. Uh, Pat Mack says, hey, you were speaking to Larry Bluestein about Trevante Citizen. I think that they will, health permitting, unleash him against Florida State, catching them unaware. Uh, you know, they, based on the optimism from Mario Cristobal, who has said Trevante Citizen, and they're being very careful with him because his knee injury in 2022 was very serious. Uh, so they've been very careful with him, kind of coming back and working his way off of that. But he is doing now team drills in addition to individual stuff in practice, which is a great sign, and that he's like almost ready to fully integrate with the team. That would be kind of cool if, if he were to get like five or six carries against Florida State, uh, because again, we haven't had the pleasure of watching Trevante Citizen at the college level yet. So there's a lot that's strictly based on his potential and based on what he did in high school. But this guy is obviously the big obstacle for him is going to be getting through his injuries, but he looks like an NFL back. And in high school, he was playing like a future NFL back. So that would be really cool. And can you imagine if, because you would imagine Fletcher will be back by the time, if not before Florida State, you could get Citizen back, Cheney, uh, Henry Parrish, A.J. Allen, Brashard Smith coming out of the backfield. Like you, you could you could end up uh, running the ball 50 times and nobody gets more than six or seven carries in the game. You could keep the fresh legs all throughout. That would really be something, man. Would really be something. So, yeah, that would be cool. Now, if if Citizen doesn't play at all before then, I guess the only concern the staff might have, if you want to, as you say, unleash him against Florida State, uh, are we comfortable with his ball security? That's the only thing because, you know, really uh, Miami's running game has been so good all year. The only Achilles heel has been timely or untimely fumbles. That's that's really been, you know, whether you thought the Cheney one was actually a fumble or not, it still happened. He still lost the football uh, ball security has been a question mark there. Uh, and also, is he up to speed in pass protection? Th those would be the big questions. So I don't know, man, May maybe like giving him his first reps against Florida State. We'll have to see if the situation plays out that way. Uh, we get a question from Maryland Kane, who I think we kind of answered this already, who says, hey, when do you think Mark Fletcher will be back? Is there a chance that he red shirts because of his missed games? Uh, so I don't know, man. I, I think I think we're we're a matter of weeks or less away from Fletcher coming back. I mean, Gary Furman at at Kane Sport thinks it could even could even be this week for him. So that that would be awesome. So no, I don't think he's going to end up using uh, a medical red shirt. Uh, I think he's he's going to end up. Uh, I don't know how many. I think he what has he played in two, three, three games maybe so far. Yeah, he's he's not going to keep a red shirt. He's not going to keep that. Uh, we get a question from 818 and DChef715. They both essentially ask the same question, so I want to shout out both of them. 818, Callie Kane, and DChef715. What is Miami's move now that we have swung and missed on six 24, class of 2024 recruits at defensive tackle? Oh, is it really that many? Uh, yeah, so Miami, uh, they recently offered one of the top uh, junior college defensive, well, 
one of the top JUCO players, period. Brian Taylor is the 15th ranked junior college player. He plays defensive tackle, six foot five, 270 pounds. Now, a few uh, that was, I think, two, three days ago they offered him. Uh, last week, Miami offered, and they got into this one a little bit late, so we'll see how it plays out. But last week, Miami offered three-star Leroy Jackson, who's 6'2", 275. From a, a, he's a high school, not JUCO. High school player out of a powerhouse high school, Lee County in Georgia. But uh, on Wednesday, he was crystal balled to North Carolina. So we'll, he hasn't committed. He's committing on November 4th. So we'll see if Miami makes like a strong late surge or push for him. But this is one of those things where, you know, Carolina started recruiting him a long time ago. Miami got into it recently. Now, there is you know a little bit of like a little concern on the Carolina side because, you know, my, Miami just snatched Joshua Horton out of their class last year. He was committed to them. And then Miami flipped him. So, you know, I, I was on a couple of the Carolina message boards just kind of trolling around this week. And they were like, this is so typical Miami. Yeah, they, they see a player that North Carolina wants. And then Miami tries to just steal him away from us. Oh, this is this is dirty recruiting. I mean, uh, you have to understand the situation. But to my Carolina bros up there, enjoy the barbecue and keep your mouth shut. You have to understand the situation. Miami, unfortunately, to this point, has missed on so many five-star defensive tackles uh, that they, you know, the plan B's and the plan C's have to come into fruition now. And, you know, you, you've got a guy who's been on your radar for a long time that Miami is trying to sneak in late for in the back door. Uh, it is the nature of the game. So we'll see how that one plays out. Uh, but stop being so miserable and stop whining about it. Uh, and also, okay, do not forget, in terms of defensive tackles for next year, Miami got Jameel Burroughs from Alabama through the transfer portal. That dude is going to be a monster. Uh, you know, he they didn't apply for a waiver for him. They're just they're keeping him on ice for next year, and I think he can dominate next year. And, you know, I, I mentioned Josh Horton. I think he can play a role next season. Uh, the reason why, as a true freshman, he's not he's not getting on the field this year. Lance Guidry just said he got too far behind because he didn't play in spring. So not being part of spring football just put him too far behind the eight ball. But that dude, he looks like a player. He I, I think he's going to be a contributor next year. Uh, we get a question from Cat Five Kane, who says, "Hey Dono, I don't really keep up with social media, so this might be a dumb question. But do you think guys like James Williams, Cam Kinchins, Leonard Taylor, Reuben Bain, and others from the South Florida area do enough recruiting the local guys? I feel like they would be the best recruiting tool that we have. Thank you. Uh, there are no dumb questions, Cat Five Kane. I mean, well, maybe there are. This was not a dumb question though. Uh, no, if you're not on social media, you don't know. But no, th th those guys do a lot. Like I've, you know, I've, I've seen, for example, I've seen, I think almost all of those names you mentioned uh, tweeting a lot or at least jumping into threads uh, on Twitter about Jeremiah Smith. So I know that that's being, I know people are like trying to look at, hey, how come, uh, you know, how come we couldn't keep Armando Blunt in the class? This guy, you know, plays at Central. He knows uh, Ruben Bain. What, what did Bain drop the ball here? Listen, no, I mean, I'm not going to blame that on Ruben Bain. Uh, so, no, I, I think these guys, these guys do a good job on social media being ambassadors for the program. Um, I think they, to answer your question, uh, they, they're all pretty active and I think they do a good job. Uh, we get a question from Quan the Cane, who says, hey, I figured Jakari Brown would have some type of package this season. Then I thought the coaches were saving it. Then I knew he was going to have a package against Clemson. I understand the kid wants to redshirt, but isn't developing as a passer more important than redshirting? 
Why isn't he playing? And what's his future with the program? Um, I, you know, I can't really answer that question without doing a lot of speculation. Okay. Um, obviously just purely running like the down to down operations at quarterback. Miami has decided Emory Williams, just being a regular quarterback gives the team a better chance to win than Jakari. What that means for his future. I don't know. Uh, but what you're saying about, you know, not having packages for him, uh, and how, Hey, developing as a passer is more important. That might be why he's not playing because he might be focused. If they were going to use him in packages, the, that would be running based stuff, right? So if he's, if he's truly trying to develop as a passer, maybe just sort of taking the year off from playing in games and only practicing and strictly working on that, that might be kind of the focus right now with him. Uh, now, I will tell you something. Jakari Brown, uh, if there's any chance he's going to be uh, probably running the scout team on Florida State week, that's going to be really important because if you've got a guy who can sort of simulate the different ways that Jordan Travis can attack your defense, Jakari Brown can definitely – even in an off-the-field role, can really help you prepare for Florida State. So that's going to be one of the most important jobs that he has this year. All right, I want to offer you guys a warning, okay? What I am about to say, if you choose to uh, have selective listening, if you choose not to understand my greater point, what I'm about to say may come off as petty. It may come off as low-hanging fruit. It may come off as piling on one of Miami fans' favorite targets to make fun of. I promise you that is not my intention because I feel that this story, which is not only national news right now in college football, I think there's enough of a Miami tie-in. And this is not anything that's going to get Miami in trouble, by the way. Not, nothing like that. But I think there's enough of a Miami tie-in that this is worth mentioning on Locked on Canes. I will explain next. You want to keep it locked right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And my friends, you want to make sure you're keeping it locked all season long to Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of betting against thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you just put more or less on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. It's you versus the numbers. Prize picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. You can turn $10 into 250 with just a few taps. It's awesome. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and enormous selection of players is what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. They even have the reboot policy. The Prize Picks reboot uh, means your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. For NFL games and college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks truly is daily fantasy sports made easy. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. 
From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts, available free on YouTube. And if you missed it, live at 11 a.m., check out the replay of Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. You can find it on this YouTube channel and every Locked On College YouTube channel because we took you through all the big games and all the big storylines this weekend, week nine in CFB. Okay, folks, uh, there's been like, uh, for the last week, because I think this story first popped exactly one week ago, there has been just this crazy news and information dump about the Michigan Wolverines scandal, NCAA investigation into sign stealing, right? There's information, details about this Connor Stallions are just hitting you from all directions. And listen, normally, normally that's the sort of stuff we cover strictly on Locked on College Football Kickoff Live because there's, you know, up until this point, there hasn't really been so much of a Miami tie-in, okay? But... I was reading something yesterday where this is, and again, this is, again, not something where Miami can't get in trouble for this because none of this happened at Miami, but uh, there is a detail that relates to our old friend, Josh Gaddis. <laughs> no wonder Gaddis was so bad at Miami last year as offensive coordinator. So here is uh, something that was uh, taken from, because, you know, uh, the NCAA, they've got access now in the media getting access to all these electronic communication, text messages, emails from this Connor Stallions at Michigan. And he bragged on text messages where he said, quote, pre-COVID, he stole opponent signals during the week watching TV copies and then flew to the games and stood next to Josh Gaddis and told him what coverages and pressures he was getting. <laughs> and he was doing that in 2021 as well. So, okay, you're Josh Gaddis. He wins the Broyles Award in 2021. And listen, uh, I think it may have helped. I think it's fair to say something that helped him win the Broyles Award was having some dude standing next to him who had cheated all week and all season long, learning signals, telling him what coverages the opposing defense was running. So... With Stallions standing next to you, you're a Broyles Award winner. You leave Stallions behind, you come down to Miami, you don't have the cheat codes literally on Saturdays, and your offense can't pick up a first down at Miami. <laughs> so, man, uh, we got gatfished. I'm sorry. And again, I know I know some of you will say, because like we, we have this weird thing on our YouTube comments uh, here on Locked on Canes where... You know, obviously, 99% of Miami fans didn't like Gaddis, and they're so happy that he's gone. But there's like a couple of people. I don't know if it's like Gaddis family burner accounts, but there's like a couple people. Every time I mention Josh Gaddis, they're like, why are you still talking about this guy? Uh, he he didn't have – he had no offensive line last year. That was Mario's fault, not Gaddis's fault. You need to move on and leave Gaddis alone. Like the old, the guy who said, leave Brittany alone. Leave Josh Gaddis alone. We have a couple of com – every time I talk about Gaddis, a few people get on me. Again, I, I'm not trying to be petty. I'm not trying to pile on. It is what it is. Connor Stallions revealed he used to – Stand next to Josh Gaddis on the sidelines and give him the coverages. Uh, I think uh, 
I think we got gatfished. We should have hired stallions, not Gaddis. <laughs> not that I would ever want somebody here who cheats, but you get my point. All right. I appreciate you guys so much. Enjoy your Friday. Uh, enjoy your game day tomorrow. Obviously, we're, we're going to have coverage of uh, Miami versus UVA tomorrow right here on the channel. So thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen. Make sure to smash that like button. Hit the thumbs up on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel. Subscribe to the audio version as well. And we will talk to you next time on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.